Hi there! Welcome to episode 160 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. The Legend of Zelda has had an incredible impact on gaming, a few times even redefining entire genres. They did it with the original game on NES, they did it with 3D games with Ocarina of Time, they did it again with the launch of the Nintendo Switch. Don't wear armor in that thunderstorm, because today we listen to the music of The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Well, hi there, Matt. Hi, Chris. That chuckle makes me think you have made the mistake of wearing armor in a thunderstorm in Breath of the Wild. Absolutely. <laughs> it's funny to see, like, you start to glow, and I'm like, hey, what's this? Zap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. It's a thunderstorm, and I'm covered in metal. Yep. Out in the middle of a field, nonetheless. Yeah, really. <laughs> I, uh... I think the funniest lightning strike that ever happened to me was I was uh, trying to beat one of those dragons, and uh, I was I was really working hard at it, and then uh, a, yeah, yeah. a thunderstorm came across, and I just didn't realize at the time that I was in the water. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was just waist deep in water to get, start going out swimming like oh, i'm gonna i gotta get to the other side that's where i can climb up this hill and i can get a better shot at oh i'm dead oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i've done something similar to say that this game was a a, a, a life-changing experience would be a uh an understatement, understatement. But, you know we'll, we'll we'll get to all that in a little bit um yep yeah, let's. Uh, we've got much to cover, so let's let's get right down to business, Matt. Yes, sir. Hit us with some history. Certainly. The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild came out as a launch title for the Nintendo Switch in March 2017. It originally started life as the ultimate Wii U game, but with the platform's less than impressive sales, Nintendo decided to move development over to the Switch. While elements of its Wii U origins are still evident in the game, like the Sheikah tablet accessory mimicking the Wii U gamepad, Breath of the Wild came to define the Switch early on, even though it also did eventually see a Wii U release as well. Designed to take the Zelda series back to its roots following slowly decreasing sales numbers over the years, Breath of the Wild is arguably the first truly open-world game in the franchise since the NES original. Nintendo's take on the popular genre proved to be a successful one, too, with Breath of the Wild being one of the best-selling games in the Zelda series on any platform. Its cultural impact is still felt today, with players still regularly showing off new and unusual tricks they discovered using the game's unique physics engine. It successfully reignited the public's level of interest in new Zelda games, and its sequel, Tears of the Kingdom, is one of the most highly anticipated games of 2023. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild has a rather unique soundtrack among Zelda games, with a lot more ambient sounds than the series has seen up to this point. The music was composed by Manaka Kadeoka, Yasukai Iwata, and Hajime Wakai. Manaka Kadeoka's uh, previous works include The Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks uh, and the original Wii Fit, Yasukai Iwata also worked on games like Mario Kart 8 and ARMS, and Hachime Wakai also worked on Star Fox Zero and Pikmin 3. So, Matt. Yes, sir. This was a listener request from uh, from Jamie Hill. Uh, clearly, he has some personal experience with this game, as do a lot of people. What is your personal history with The Legend of Zelda of the Wild? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> You're welcome. Anyway, my uh, my personal experience. Um, I own it. Um, so I managed to get it 
probably as cheap as you know Nintendo's gonna possibly allow it and I thought you know what let me pull the trigger on it a lot of people love this game and and I I was like I need something for this switch because at the time I think I only had Night Trap (laughs) Night Trap (laughs) and Civilization 4 um wow yeah uh funny funny story I don't want to get too off topic but I bought Night Trap uh long before I had a switch so. Did that with Metal Gear on PlayStation 3. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. Um, anyway, so my first foray with the game, I was playing it handheld, and I really just, it did nothing for me. I hated the combat. Um, I thought everything was too clunky, and I just, it didn't grab me, right? So I'm at work, and there's a handful of uh, employees that I work with that have Switches, and we're all talking about gaming and, and things like that. And my, my friend says to me, uh, oh, you know, you played the new Zelda. I said, yeah, I have it, but I, I hate it. He's like, what do you mean? And we have this long conversation. He's like, well, your first problem is you're playing it handheld. He's like, it really is meant to be played on a television with, you know, whether it's the pro controller or, you know, something better than the Joy-Cons. And I was like, I don't know, man. He's like, no, 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 try it. Sure enough, he was absolutely right. That first day that I, I I restarted the game, all brand new. I have uh, an 8-bit do controller, and um, oh my god, I was off to the races. I couldn't get enough of this game, and I I like hundred percented everything before you know the final encounter. And then here's the ironic part: I haven't beaten it. <laughs> <laughs> I I just I haven't I I, I didn't want it to end. Right uh, now, granted, I put all this work into it, right, and I want to see it through because it's, it's a masterpiece as far as I'm concerned. But um, I, I don't want it to end, and I never, I never truly pursued Ganon and the final stages. Uh, but yeah, I was supposed to loan it to a friend of mine because she wants to play it, and um, I keep saying like, "Oh yeah, I'll bring it in," and I always forget, and then I always think, you know what, just just beat it and then give it to her. <laughs> so. I think that's what I'm going to have to do. Well, I definitely recommend finishing it. Um, I also, uh, I 100%ed the game with the exception of the uh, Korok seeds because there's yes too many of them. There's uh, and, way too many of them. And at a certain point, you stop getting things from it. So I, I, got as, I got as many as I needed to max out what you can get from the uh, Korok seeds. Uh, and then I did uh, found all the shrines and did all the mm-hmm. DLC. And then I was... oh. That's I'm sorry to interrupt. The DLC is the only thing I haven't. Uh, I don't have. I, I thought let me beat the game and then get the DLC. Because no, I no, thought, no. Do the um, DLC first. Yeah, because it doesn't take place after the game. It's it adds uh, to what you can bring into Hyrule Castle with you. Yeah, do the DLC first. Uh, you're exa- you're at exactly the right point to do the DLC. All right. Okay. Okay. Sounds good then. Yeah. Uh, Another treat myself moment. Go ahead. Sorry. So uh, I did all that and then was grossly overqualified for the <laughs> end of the game, <laughs> which was awesome because I spent a lot of time being very underqualified for this game. You know, I was yes. underleveled a lot. And then when it came time to like finally take on Ganon, I was like, uh-huh, what, what? I dare you to attack me. <laughs> Is that the best you got? Oh, it's such a great fight. It's really good. It's just, you know. By the time you get there, if you've done anything else, he's not a, he's like, he's, he's kind of kind of a pushover. Right. But he's a really awesome pushover, so I was fine with it. I, um, I'm a 
Legend of Zelda Nut, it's my favorite series of all time. I have every US release of Legend of Zelda, every unique US release of Legend of Zelda. So, like, I don't have both the regular and player's choice version of uh, Wind Waker, but I have every unique uh, release of, of every game. I lived and breathed this series as a kid. I mean, we've talked about Zelda on this yeah. show before. We've done a couple of Zelda episodes. Um, we just did Link to the Past not that long ago. But uh, mm-hmm. as much as I've loved Zelda over the years, uh, you know, I will admit that Skyward Sword, I loved it, but I didn't love it the way I loved you know, Ocarina of Time or uh, the original games or Link to the Past or even um, you know, Link's Awakening. You know, the, the the games had been really quite extraordinary, but uh, Wind Waker was the last one that truly, truly knocked me on my ass. Um, I, I liked Twilight Princess a lot, but there was also... A, God, and a Twilight Princess is so good. Man, there's just... There's stuff about Twilight Princess that I don't love, but God, the stuff that's good in that game is so good. Um, and the same thing goes for, for pretty much every Zelda game released since then. Um, but, uh... Breath of the Wild scared me because it was such a different thing. I've never been a big fan of open world games. I like the more guided experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also understood what they were trying to go for with the experimentation of like, they tried it with um, Link Between Worlds on 3DS where like you could you could get the items from a shop and then you could do the dungeons in whatever order you want. But it was still it still didn't feel like a, a Metroid game where it's like, no, this is the order you have to do them in because, like, well, you have to do this dungeon with this item. It's like, okay, this dungeon is built around this item, but the other half of that equation is where's this item? Not where, not, okay, well, then I'll just go to the store, rent this item, and then go right to this dungeon, and yo-ho. The other piece of it was always like, oh, I just stumbled into something that I shouldn't be doing right now. Right. Let's yeah. see if I can do it. <laughs> And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, oh, God. One of the most memorable nights was... Uh, so I, I bought it on day one. I got the Switch, uh, pre-ordered the Switch, and Breath of the Wild, day one, uh, brought it home with a pro controller and was just immediately, immediately in love with the way it looked, the way it sounded, the way it felt, the, how easy it was to just walk up to a wall and climb it. Anything I wanted to climb, mm-hmm. just, just climb it. Anything I wanted to do, do. It was just... It felt so freeing to play. It didn't feel limited by invisible walls and not being able to do things that you'd look at and say, I should be able to do that. Um, which was one of the big problems I had with, uh, the game that this frequently gets compared to, which was horizon zero dawn. Um, I tried playing through horizon zero dawn and I did it after I'd played through breath of the wild and the inability to go places I wanted to go and do things I wanted to do. Like I'd walk up to a wall that was like, I don't know, a few inches, like a cliff that was a few inches above my head, but I couldn't climb it because that one was, yeah. that one was off limits. I could climb other ones of that size. And it was just like, well, I've played Breath of the Wild now. This, this is bothering the crap out of me. And it's, I get it. It's a very different kind of game. It's just, it's a different kind of game that's, that's not for me. But Breath of the Wild was this just the, the freedom that I felt from running around, even on the Great Plateau before the game properly opened up was, was astronomical. But I'll never forget this one point where I encountered my first Lionel. And I mm. I did it so far out of order that you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I believe you're first supposed to encounter one of those guys when you're trying to get the lightning arrows. And that yes. guy is a, a much easier Lionel than the one that I found. I was farting around to see how far I could get into the mountains without dying. <laughs> and uh, I found 
this blue Lionel on top of a mountain that uh. was, I later <laughs> found out, was one of the harder Lionels in the game. Mm-hmm. I spent, goodness, it must have been, because when we were, uh, Karen was watching TV while I was doing turns on, playing it on handheld, and it must have been two to three hours of me just losing over and over again to this Lionel. <laughs> and every single time, I, I was so underpowered. I had very few weapons, almost nothing to heal with, uh, mm-hmm. very little in the way of armor. I could barely survive the cold at this point. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I kept trying because every time I did it, I was like, it felt like playing Ninja Gaiden for Xbox, where it was like, no, I fucked up. <laughs> Sorry, no, I messed up because... Uh, yeah, this guy is incredibly overpowered, but I see where I went wrong. Nothing felt like, well, this is just insurmountable. It just felt like, I bet I can do this. If I get this right, I can do this. And I tried for hours, actual hours, no exaggeration. And when I finally did it, I finally beat that Lionel. I was like, oh, what a feeling. What a feeling that was. And God, that whole game was just filled with experiences like that. And then, of course, I finally get yeah. to the lightning arrow point point where you're supposed to get the lightning arrows, and it's like they're just sticking out of the walls over here. <laughs> yeah, you're like, wait, I gotta, I don't have to do nothing. I just, oh. oh, it's another Lionel. Oh no, this was really hard. And then I killed him in a few seconds because I worked so hard on that other one that was like ten times harder. And then this guy was like, I felt like a pushover to me. I was like, well, okay, all right, that was that was fun. And from that point on, I didn't let anything scare me. Stone taluses, hinoxes. If it came up and tried to kill me, I'd just be like, "What happens if I try to beat up its toes?" You know, <laughs> I, I can kill all these things. I don't know how, and just come up with wacky, interesting ways of doing it and tracking down weapons. And obviously, the weapon breaking was a thing. I didn't love it. I loved the idea mm. of it. I didn't love how frequent it was. If they yes. could just cut that in half, mm-hmm. like. Everything lasts at least twice as long for Tears of the Kingdom. If that's that's great because I like that they're that that it forces you to try different weapons. I like that it's like, well, this isn't going to last forever. I would have liked the idea. I would have liked the ability to make things last forever. Like mm-hmm. if there's a particular weapon I really like, I should have been able to make it so that I could make that weapon last forever. But nah, that's neither here nor there. Anyway, I freaking love this game to death. We've got a lot of music to listen to, so let's get to work. Yes, sir. First up, um, the first song we're going to listen to is... It's kind of music. (laughs) It's the the field music, which is not like your traditional Zelda theme that plays over a field. It's a lot of very ambient piano sounds, like, you know, there's a cat walking on a piano and occasionally decides to move. (laughs) <laughs> but it's 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 such an intrinsic part of this game's soundtrack. I couldn't not incorporate some of it into the episode, right? Because even though it is not super melodic music, it is a lot of uh, uh, ambiance. It's still so very... I haven't played this game in a long time because I've been purposely not touching it because Tears of the Kingdom is coming out. Like I'd really like to play Breath of the Wild again, but no, don't burn yourself out. Just wait for Tears of the Kingdom. So when I started getting the music together for this episode and I heard this, it immediately just hit me with so much nostalgia for just something, what, six years ago? (laughs) It's, I guess six years is a long time. Goodness gracious me. All right, let's listen to it. Here is field music uh, (laughs) from the daytime from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
that was the field music uh, for the daytime from Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And you, you see what I mean by it's not. It's so funny. As soon as this started, both of us were just like, oh. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. It's barely a song, but at the same time, it is so distinct. And there's like occasional, God, I remember the way this felt hearing this for the first time. Because mm-hmm. those little like backwards sounds those weird technological sounds like early on in the game, you have no idea what's going on. You just woke up in this cave. You don't know what time period you're in. You don't know what's going on. And those like little extra bits just added to the mystery of what this game was still at that time. And I I don't know what else to say. It's it's such a weird thing to be like, God, that was great music. And again, the whole time it's like, yeah, somebody threw a cat at a piano. Yeah. <laughs> get the, somebody close the get the cat off the piano and close the lid. But at the same time, it's so perfect. It's so meticulous. It's wonderful. You know, I, I you're, everything you said is absolutely what I feel too, right? It's like eight or ten notes, very sparsely uh, played out over you know the course of the piece of music, and. I, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said you get those backwards uh, notes. I think those are also um, piano note strikes just uh, in reverse. But um, you get all that stuff, and it lends itself to this idea, the the beginning of the game. Like you said, you just wake up, you're in a cave, you get that little tutorial about how to move around, mm-hmm. right? And then once you get outside the cave, the world's your oyster. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a big, big world. Um you were talking about the original, and it was also mentioned in the uh, write-up up front, how open world that game kind of was too. And I feel as though this was, you know, the original envisionment of of that game. This is probably how it felt making that game back then, you know, the original idea. But of course, the tech was lacking. You know, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is unable. Um, <laughs> this game was every bit that I said, you know, I had a hard time my first foray into the game, but I remember starting the game again, getting up, getting out of the cave, and just thinking, oh my goodness, this is a massive game. And then you open up your map, and you just, you feel so insignificant. So great. And this music does a good job of that too, right? Because I think there's so little involvement of the music, because there's so little being played. It's it just leaves you with this open, hopeless, what do I do next feeling. It just, it works so well together. And yes, those opening notes, those first, you know, five or six piano notes instantaneously brought me right back to playing this game and going like, oh, I've got to play this again. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Tears of the Kingdom scares me, man. It scares me. I I don't like Majora's Mask. Ocarina of Time stole one of my favorite games of all time, but it's direct sequel, Majora's Mask. I don't I don't like that game. I've beaten I, it I several times. It. Um yeah. and I'm so afraid that this is gonna be something like that where I just don't really like it. But that fear in the back of my mind, every time I see videos of this one, see I I felt like I knew what was coming with Majora's Mask to an extent because I would see trailers for Majora's Mask at work and be like, well, I'm playing Dreamcast games now, and this just looks ugly. I, I don't know. There's just something about this that's rubbed me the wrong way. Nothing's rubbed me the wrong way about Tears of the Kingdom. It just looks 
bonkers. And I don't know if you watched the new trailer for it that was uh, released yesterday, but like it's a it's a a doozy. Again, it, you know, it is, but it isn't because they they've also still not shown us much of anything, which is amazing to me. Like this thing has been on like six Nintendo directs by now, and we still know so very little about what this game is really going to be. And I'm so happy about it because I want it to be a surprise. And um, I'm so excited. But yeah, back to Breath of the Wild. Um, (laughs) The next one we're going to listen to is uh, called Riding at Night. Uh, This is the uh, when you're riding a horse. And if you've ever spent enough time on a horse at night, uh, this was was such a pleasant surprise because this is the part where the original Zelda theme shows up. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it pops up in pretty much every Zelda game there is, uh, and I love the way it really subtly finds its way into this song. So here is Riding Night uh, from Breath of the Wild. Enjoy. go that was a riding at night and let's see so like i don't think i i got far enough into this song the first couple of times i rode the horse at night to get to the zelda part like Mm -hmm. to that to that um a violin part because you know you ride a horse for a little bit you jump off and explore ride a horse for a little bit jump off and explore and i that's the way i did it i tended to not stay on the horse and go for a long time but you know you spend a little more time on it and all of a sudden the violin kicks in and you start getting the zelda theme and it's so pretty it's just just wow love it (laughs) uh i i I had the same experience um i actually didn't spend a lot of time on horseback actually because i thought this game was so big and so beautiful and of course every turn every corner every ridge hides something Right, whether yeah. it's one of those seeds, a mini puzzle to get one of those seeds, uh, you know, a, a shrine, whatever. It's just there's so much going on, so much going on. 
So I didn't spend a ton of time on horseback. Um, it, but it again, it's 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 a simple piano and then the bit of the violin. It's it's a great example of like less is more. What I like about the open world music is that it's non-intrusive um, because the game has great sound design. Um, you can really like if you have a good system, you can really hear a lot of stuff going on and. And I appreciate that the music isn't so heavy-handed. Um, but yeah, just an example of like how the music can be there, settled in the back a bit, but still be very effective. This is one of those pieces, which is gorgeous. Yeah, totally, totally awesome song. Um, and now it is time to get to stuff that's a little bit more melodic. Yep. This one here, speaking of horses, is the song <laughs> of the stables, which I loved very much the first time I got to it. It's a very pretty, calm uh, acoustic guitar sound, which has been... Uh, there have been a, a couple of songs like this in the recent 3D Zeldas before Breath of the Wild as well. So when I got to it, it was like, this is really nice. And then I found Cass at one of these things, and he started playing along with mm-hmm. this, and it all came together. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's Lon Lon Ranch. This is amazing. Uh, so, yeah, this is a wonderful piece of music that has a, a it, it's brilliant, it's beautiful, it's calm, and it has a great callback to Ocarina of Time. So here is Stables from Breath of the Wild. Enjoy.
right, that was the Stables theme from uh, Breath of the Wild, and what a wonderful song. Uh, you know, first time hearing it before I, I encountered Cass and heard the uh, accordion on there, I you know, never would have imagined that it was actually reprising uh, the, the Lawn Lawn Ranch from Ocarina of Time, which isn't a song I'm overly fond of, to be perfectly honest. The original Lawn Lawn Ranch song never really, never really did it for me, um, but goodness gracious this rendition is oh just takes it up several bajillion notches it's such a pretty piece of music (laughs) love this to death it i love the stables because the stables are also kind of the inn you know you can get a bed and (laughs) yeah and relax so i love this piece of music because it means like no matter what you're doing if you're even in the vicinity of it you hear it and it means respite right you get that like, oh, thank God. Because I've had that happen several times in the middle of the night, you know, uh-huh. you're being chased by whatever. And uh, you have nothing to heal with. Right. This is this is your your base, your base of operations. There's a there's a cooking pot. There's a fire. There's the bed. There's usually someone selling something. Um, you get a couple missions from from some of them and so on and so forth. And it's great. So when I hear this music, I get that I get washed over like, oh, okay, good. I can get somewhere. I can rest. I can replenish. And I can save. Um, fantastic. Uh, I love it, though. I absolutely this music is like if I <laughs> if I had to do my wedding all over again, I would put this to play like during <laughs> cocktail hour just slip it in there so no one would know i'd play it for like 20 minutes and see how long people would uh <laughs> before someone's like are we listening to wait a second you know <laughs> but it's such a gorgeous piece of music and absolutely when that squeeze box comes oh, in yeah that fills me up with emotion yeah like it's, I sm- i'm smiling ear to ear you know it's absolutely perfect it's so perfect I keep thinking about um, some of my favorite bits with the stables in this game or when you show up with not a horse. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like you show if you manage to tame like the demon skeleton horse and like, yep. I don't know what's going on here, but that's not a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Very perceptive, young it man. Just, you show up riding a deer and the guy's just like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> what do you think this is? <laughs> I love it. There's a lot of great, great oh, little God. things for this. Just, just magnificent. And the fact that Link's face is always so like stern and serious when yeah. you get to do the completely goofy stuff like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You just show up with this, like, dude looks like a hero, and I'm wearing a Nintendo Switch t-shirt riding a skeleton horse, and the guy running the stables is just looking at me like, I don't even, what, what am I supposed to do about this? <laughs> what, yeah. what? There's a lot to unpack here, and I'm not sure I'm ready for it. <laughs> oh, genius. Okay, this next song, oh, I love this one. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Hinox trying to think of the first time I encountered a Hinox. Um, I want to say Hinox was, uh, oh, Link to the Past. Durf, yeah. First time you see uh, Hinoxes are in Link to the Past, and they're big. They're big, beefy dudes. They're throwing bombs at you. They're in the dark world. But this game's Hinoxes are buildings. They are the size of a house, and you know, you find one sleeping, and you're like, what? What is that? Is that thing alive? And you get close, and he starts waking up and chasing after you. He's like, ah! But when he does that, this music kicks in that's so 
different from most of what else is in this game, but so perfect because of the lumbering, stupid nature of the Hinoxes, but it's also yeah. so dangerous. And the, the battles can be very chaotic, especially when you're not really strong enough to fight these guys. So this is the Hinox battle theme. It is one of my favorite, most memorable songs in this game. Uh, and uh, here you go. Enjoy. forgot it had an ending 
<laughs> it's so good. Oh, that was Hinox Battle from Breath of the Wild. God, I love that song. Oh, it's so good. I don't know what that uh, wind or reed instrument is called, but it's uh, Middle Eastern in nature, and it, it's so poignant and perfect for this piece of music. Yeah, like, it's not bagpipes, but it's not that no. far off from that kind of sound. You know, it's so, perfect. oh. Let's see. Yeah. Just I'm gonna, the, while we talk about it, I'm going to look it up. The horns, the... the, the <laughs> It's it's it starts off with that really like good tribal rhythm going on with the hand percussion and everything, and then it just kind of and the, like the the really hollow sounding. I don't know what word I'm looking for. It just sounds freaking cool, and then it just goes all over the map of just like what exactly it is that it's doing, and it's, it's bringing in those weird jazz elements with the the horn section. It's such a banana song, but it is so much fun absolutely love it the instrument's called a sham a sham it's spelled s-h-a-w-m but it's pronounced sham is that so it's a double reed wind instrument of middle eastern origin a precursor to the oboe that makes a ton of sense Hmm. love it it's so perfect in this song though and and you know and and i talked about how like if you're in the vicinity of something, the music kind of starts up. So if you're in the vicinity of a of a Hinox, uh, as it's awake and ready to fight, the music starts up. And I remember the first time doing exactly what you said. You're like, what's that over there? <laughs> so naturally, you wander on over, right? And you're like, ah, it sounds like it's sleeping. It's snoring. Maybe I can click creep past it or something. Maybe there's something behind it. <laughs> what are you doing? And it gets up, and I'm like, oh, God, no, I have a stick. <laughs> <laughs> I have a stick and maybe a mushroom. Like, I got to go. No. <laughs> I am no way prepared for this. I, I couldn't fight so... something a quarter your size. No. I was having trouble with just, like, the beginning monsters. <laughs> um, I remember for you you made a joke about being scared. I was afraid for a lot of... You were, you were afraid for different reasons. I was afraid of this game, honestly. I felt... Because, you know, my first few forays, I was getting my butt handed right back to me, right? Uh-huh. Like, very easily, too. And I was like there's something i'm missing here what am i not getting and um you know again i think a lot of it had to do with how i was playing it right i thought the con- oh, excuse me i thought a lot of the controls suffered from being on the joy con but playing on uh you know a separate dedicated controller really made it connect for me but yeah i, I remember I had a pro controller straight away yeah i remember um playing this game for a period of time and everything i saw everything and i was skeptical about fighting it i was like oh, yeah. if it was a game where like everything you killed gave you experience i might have just been like ah eh, whatever and, and dive in but this was more of a game where the experience you got was intangible mm-hmm. so i think that's what kept me at a great disadvantage for a while was i was too afraid to approach now if i put the game on i'm like whatever you know those big um those big uh, robot type things I was up until the very last two or three days of playing the game when I realized I can do certain things that made it so much easier was I afraid of them too but now I will tear through that game I'm just like whatever I'm not afraid of any of this it's amazing so <laughs> I'd love I have this is one of my favorite pieces of music pieces of music in this game absolutely yeah it's extraordinary just yeah. love it to death 
Absolutely. Little bitty bits. All right. Uh, <laughs> speaking of music I love and characters I love, Cass. Cass is a bird with an accordion who travels around the uh, Hyrule and sings songs. He's a minstrel and he's wonderful and his music freaking rules. This is an expanded version of his theme uh, where it's it's the song of the hero version. It's, I, I just love it. <laughs> it just fills my heart with love. So here is Cass's theme, song of the hero version. Enjoy. theme nothing quite like being in the middle of exploring and then hearing this song faintly in the background like mm-hmm. Cass is nearby mm-hmm. I also remember not that long after this game came out somebody figured out how to get multiple Casses on screen at one time what <laughs> so if you run into Cass he'll like uh-huh. bounce back like a quarter of an inch right and okay. you, know, you see him in all these different places and it's the, the assumption is that he flew from place to place and you're just running into him but of course that's not how the game actually works yeah so if you figure out where Cass is you can bump into him and spend hours upon hours bumping into him over and over and over again to slowly nudge him across the map and you can make two Casses appear in one place at one time that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard (laughs) I love that somebody figured that out and that that (laughs) just mm, that's what this game inspired so much is this level of like yeah, seeing if they can break it and then breaking and being like that just makes it cooler. <laughs> Such a wonderful <laughs> game. Oh, I love this tune. What a what a fun little uh, a fun little thing. And so uh, it's, it always made me happy to hear. It always made me happy when this this song showed up. It was like ah, I get to talk to Cass. I like Cass. This is yeah, I'm happy about that. He has a he has a very beautiful story too, like a oh, very nice storyline arc mm-hmm. and 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 um, what do you call it? Um, uh, side quests for you. It's it's very nice and the I there's <laughs> there's something intrinsic intrinsically fun for me and a little romantic, I guess maybe because all the cartoons as kids about the little squeeze box um, playing essentially a, what is a Parisian tune that makes me kind of slightly swoon a little bit so maybe that's why i like kaz as well i maybe i have a minor crush on him i don't know maybe it's something i'll explore with my therapist (laughs) um but uh yeah and and again to your point where you're like wandering around you start to hear the the squeeze box and you go "Ooh, kaz is nearby it's it's got to be one of my favorite parts of this game is that you get this big open world um 
Sure, you're following missions, they give you points of interest and stuff, but really it's at your discretion. So when you're wandering around, you get to encounter these great surprises and then you know some of them some of them are very deadly <laughs> um and then some of them are great wonderful little things like finding casts or the stables or something these very like moments of release relief excuse me not release relief um what it's just a beautiful game yeah well uh let's keep going to uh oh this song i love this song uh so <laughs> this is a uh, Minigame Birdman Research Study. I don't know if this song tickles anybody else as much as it does me. It's just such a joyous little tune. And as soon as this episode was requested and it went on the list, I was like, I need I need this song. I need the I don't even know what it's called, but when I think of this game, this is for some reason one of the first songs that pops into my mind. And I think is is just delightful. And amusingly enough, uh Sam Griffin did a um a, a, a classical guitar cover of it, which is also really nice. Uh, but yeah, this, this song is so good. I love this song. Uh, so here is minigame Birdman Research Study. Enjoy. song that's the birdman research study mini game uh from breath of the wild and there's just something so perfectly magical about that just just warms my heart to hear love it i can't place it why uh, tell me where it is i for some i know it but i can't place it. Is that when you go up and they start telling you about uh refresh my memory i, I know, see i think i see it in my head I, it's got something to do with you're supposed to, I, I want to say wind currents, but it's been so long since I've played the game. Now I can't picture exactly uh, which minigame it's like. I remember the song, and I'm trying to remember what the minigame was. I feel like you had to like fly with your thing and uh, hit different wind currents. All right, so I'm looking at a video. Yeah, it's you talk to this dude on top of a tower. And, um, yeah, you jump into your, uh, your glider and then he says, he wants you to get to this certain point. And, um, what are you supposed to do? 
Yeah, you're just you're just flo- floating around on this glider trying to get to a specific point without touching the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like all about researching how far you can go on a wind current. Goodness yes. gracious me. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Because there's okay. so freaking much in this game, you know? It is. And then, and I'm just, remember, I just played the base <laughs> game. I never got the DLC. Yeah, okay. This, this song reminds me of a theme song to a show, and I can't place it now. Hmm. Oh, Parks and Rec. <laughs> it, it makes me think of the song the theme song of parks and rec in like the best possible way because i love oh my both. goodness it does have yeah you're right oh it's God. it's got that like little triumphant municipal marching and some of the same instruments mm-hmm. it's, oh, yeah it's too funny <laughs> but it's such a beautiful little song it's so it, it makes me like again it goes back to that idea of like there's a lot of elements of this game that are are silly and I think that might have been my initial, one of my initial deterrents from the game. I guess I wanted a more serious Legend of Zelda. I was like, look at this game. It's beautiful. It's open world. It's gorgeous. Why are there silly elements? Why is there like silly little, and then eventually I was just like, man, just shut up and enjoy the game. Because <laughs> that's just, it. it is both of those things. It is Absolutely. silly, but it is also like. Goodness, there's there story elements in this that hit me harder than uh, most yes. other uh, Zelda games. Like, God, the, the scene where Zelda, like, is actually crying and Link holds her to calm her down. Like, you yeah. never see that in, in Zelda games prior to this, really. And mm-hmm. it was it just felt so tactical. Zelda was such a likable character in this game. I really, really liked her. Yeah. I felt I really felt bad for her, right? Her whole story arc and stuff. I felt super bad for her, but yeah, she was so into this technology, and then that technology is what winds up ruining the world. It's it's it's, it's this game's amazing. <laughs> I freaking love this game. Yeah, no, I I'm I might just go back and start again. I don't know. Well, I'm gonna get the DLC. That's what I'm gonna do. There you go, and then have a steep learning curve to remember how to play the <laughs> game. <laughs> All right, let's keep this moving. The next one we've got here is uh, another memorable part of the game, Leader Mm -hmm. of the Yiga Clan, (laughs) Master Koga Battle. I enjoyed beating this guy so much because... Oh, yes. uh, (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. These guys, I love by the end of the game where it's just like they show up and they're they're no match for you, but they still no. try to attack you. Like I've done all the DLC. I've got the master cycle. I've got the master sword all fully powered up. And like these dudes just show up like, I'm going to kill you. And I'm like, right. No, okay. Good luck. You're really with that. not. Yeah. But man, when you get into this lair, even when you're all powered up, some of these guys are really tough. Like the bigger ones with the wind yes. swords that can just, just to demolish your health in no time. But, uh, fighting this final boss, this, this, complete joke of a person that's actually a very difficult boss somehow oh goodness gracious me yeah love it big fan all right let's listen to it yep leader of the yiga clan enjoy
That was the leader of the Yiga clan boss battle. I like just how, again, how different that was. The, um, the music in this game is so very diverse. It's, uh, it, it is, it is really quite something to behold. I think that's part and partial to how big the map is and then the intuitiveness and the, uh, I, I don't know, the the concept of the idea that the map is so big that it has its own regions and therefore has its own cultures and its own, you know, fashion and, and weapons and culture and, and everything. So, of course, music's part of it, too. Um, I love the Yiga clan, actually. I love the randomness of them showing up. I started to get real wise and stop talking to random people on the road early on because, you know, they'd always be one in disguise. And, and at the time, I wasn't prepared for it yet but now i talk to everybody i'm like i hope because i love those little fights they're they're a lot more challenging than hacking and slashing you know it takes timing it takes uh you know some kind of stratagem mm-hmm. fantastic and yeah this boss he yaps a lot you know he's one of those <laughs> bosses that talks so much and it, he talks so much ish too right yeah he so does. that you want you really want to knock him off his block and so it's so satisfying when you when you defeat him um but it was a really fun boss battle. I, I found a lot of the boss fights uh, in this game were a lot of fun, very challenging. Like I said, not just your ordinary hack and slash, like timing and and everything. You know, using everything you were given, and that's another thing too. To take a slight detour for a moment, one of the best things about the game was that there was, you know, no two ways were the same to go about this game yes there were a couple things that you had to do a certain way right but like being able to light x amount of things on fire meant in some of the temples you could theoretically come up with a different way to pass the temple and that translates to the rest of the game too there are you know as the saying goes uh, a couple of ways to skin a cat uh-huh. so i found that to be intrinsically fun for the game too nobody approaches a game the same way to your point about not necessarily being railroaded but being guided i think being guided offers a little less of that um creative exploration um you know using the tools at hand let's say you're out of rupees and you can't buy bombs well no you it's not that you couldn't buy bombs excuse me you had them free but let's say you were out of (coughs) excuse me let's say you were out of resources right but you have to get past this. So how do I do it? Well, what do I have at my disposal? It's fantastic the way this game approaches that and and lets the player decide. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah, 100% agree. It's a... Uh... I hated this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and what was I mean, with the I bananas? Too. Wasn't that weird? The whole thing with the Yiga clan and bananas? That was all... That was... Boy, those guys like bananas. <laughs> that whole... um. That whole section where you have to sneak in <laughs> and you're above them all. And yeah, right. All those bananas. I was like, eh, whatever. High in potassium, I suppose. All right. Next one. Uh, this was a, a listener request from Snazms on the Discord. This is the Akala Ancient Tech Lab. And this is another great example of how different this game's music can be. Um, so here you go. Enjoy.
That was the Akala Ancient Tech Lab, and I'm not going to lie, I don't remember exactly which one the Akala one was, because there was two towns that had tech labs. Mm -hmm. uh, like I think Hateno Village had one too. Goodness gracious, it's been too long. I feel um, like this might have been the one that was up on the hill in like the northeast region. Possibly, I, I, I honest to goodness don't remember, but uh, yeah. I do remember this song, uh, and it's a it's it's certainly a neat song. Like like it very much. Yeah, absolutely. Like very unique to the game. Uh -huh. uh, to your point, introing it. You know, talking about a game that's got a very varied soundtrack, this is certainly one of those. This is, to me, one of those songs that, and, and please, Snazm, I'm not, by any stretch of the imagination, attempting to make fun of your choice. This fell into that category of, like, but why is this game so silly? <laughs> like, I felt like this song may have ended up somewhere in, like, uh, Conquer's Bad for a Day or... Um, you know, like a Ratchet and Clank or something, mm -hmm. just by the very nature of the games themselves. But ultimately, in the game itself, in, in The Legend of Zelda, it's not nearly as uh, silly. Because I guess everything they're presenting, right? You're presented with these uh, beings who are working on this old Sika tech and stuff and... They're looking to help you with the guardian armor and and all kinds of stuff and and it's it I guess as the total package what I always talk about I guess it really comes together really well to a point where for a moment you know for a moment I was like ah uh, you know this is but ultimately at the end of the day is oh, this is fine this isn't I don't find this problematic at all which is weird that I use the word problematic I don't know why <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, I mean, it definitely does, when listening to it in the broader spectrum of the, the just the soundtrack, it does seem to stick out like a sore thumb, but boy, does it fit. Yeah. Does, does it fit where it belongs? <laughs> very, very nice, very nice song. All right, uh, we got two left, and they are beefy ones. All right, yeah, so buddy. strap in. These are long songs, but I could not not incorporate them. Uh, this next one is one of my favorite things in this entire game, which is the theme to Terrytown. Uh, Terrytown is this town that you can build uh, throughout the course of the game by finding mm -hmm. finding different people from different regions to then come together and make this uh, just outstandingly diverse and uh, interesting town where you can like rebuy your uh, Hylian shield if it breaks or something like that. There's so much interesting stuff going on in this place and it's it's from this one dude who wants to marry a, a woman from Gerudo Village and uh, they seem like an odd fit and at that the music is reflects that so well in that it's um part of it is like uh, there's, there's trombone that represents the guy and then there's this like extremely elegant pretty music that uh, represents the woman and the two of them just work together in brilliant harmony, even though they seem terribly mismatched. Uh, <laughs> this is a gorgeous, gorgeous song. Um, it's almost ten minutes long, so uh, you know, enjoy. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I love listening to this track. So, um, if the, the the song changes, it goes through all these different phases depending on how built you've made the town. So this is the reason it's so long is that this is all the different versions strung together into one cohesive piece. Um, Anyway, here's Terrytown from Breath of the Wild. Enjoy.
military town. Yes, <laughs> I know it's I know it's a long one, but it is just so darn pleasant. I uh, I love how it brings in all the elements from the different towns because you get people from the different towns to come join from Terrytown. So it, it keeps incorporating little bitty bits from all the different town themes in the game. Uh, and and really the one that, that melts my heart the most is the 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 Rito town, the the bird people, because it's a play on the the. Uh, same song from Wind Waker, my favorite game ever. So um, the, the the way it's played on that, I kind of want to say clarinet. I don't know the, the, the high tone on the that wind instrument that it's played on is just such a pretty melody. That oh my goodness, just this whole song just just melts my heart. And like the 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 big trombone is so messy, and it's like. <laughs> it could so easily have just ruined everything that this song has going for it, but because it's attached to such a sweet story of this like goober who falls in love with this gorgeous woman from a uh, 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 Gerudo village, and then she falls right for him back, it's just it just the whole thing warms my heart. I love this song to death. I I love that whole part of the game too because I remember running into like the first person who was just like fed up and they wanted to move away, and I was uh-huh. just like, oh, all right, sorry to hear that. You know, <laughs> what do I do with this information? I don't know. But I should have known better, right, that this will come into play later. And then as you get along in the game, you start to meet more people who want to go away and want to, you know, do something different and what have you. And you get this opportunity to help create this new community. And, yeah, the music is just – it's so wonderful for that. Yeah, it is. Um, and to your point about taking bits from the other – villages and other parts of the you know the map yeah each character comes with their culture so why not you know draw in from their their music from their towns and stuff and then you get this big beautiful piece of music of of everyone coming together to create this new community and all everyone there all of them couldn't be more ecstatic you know (laughs) they're like sourpusses the whole game and you get them there and they're just like this is amazing and then there's a little bit of storyline there too that i won't spoil if anybody hasn't played it although the game has been out for six years and by now come on but i won't spoil it anyway it's it's a beautiful place and it's a beautiful piece of music to go with it well, on the opposite side of that, we have yep. our last song that we absolutely had to play. It's another long one, not quite as long as uh, uh, the Terrytown theme, but this is the music for the final area in the game. This is when you finally go into Hyrule Castle, and it is a masterpiece. It is Hyrule Castle was such an amazing way to end that game because mm-hmm. it's 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 massive it's expansive you don't have to explore all of it but there's so much to see and so much unique stuff that they held off for the end of the game and oh goodness this music calls back to older hyrule castle themes it's just magnificent uh it's another butt burner so you know strap in <laughs> here's hyrule castle from breath of the wild enjoy
so that was the Hyrule Castle theme in all of its majestic and creepy glory. It incorporated, <laughs> I want to say, uh, the uh, Ballad of the Windfish. I mean, that, that that opening trio of notes is just so distinctly that, even though it doesn't seem to make a lot of uh, tonal sense within this song. But, I mean, that's totally the Ballad of the Windfish. There's Zelda's lullaby. There's uh, Ganon's theme. There's uh, the Hyrule Castle theme from Link to the Past. Uh, all woven into this just magnificently creepy music that does not stop. It doesn't change. Nope. It doesn't stop. The whole time you're going through Hyrule Castle, unlike with the rest of the game, you get into some some battles and the the, the battle music changes. You know, the it's got some uh, atmospheric stuff going on and then you get into a fight and then, you know, things change that gives you more intense music. This is just constant. It is constant dread and dreariness and like the whole place is in ruins. It's it's magnificent. And I, I, I just I love this song to to, to, to little bitty bits of how much it, it connects to what's going on around you, uh, to how many pieces of Zelda lore it calls back to. It's it's magnificent. It's a, it's it's a great great way to top off this game. The castle to me is so daunting. Um, you know, I said that playing this game early on, I was afraid of everything, and even as I got further and, and more confident in my uh, prowess. I kept looking at the castle from afar and thinking, I, I have to go there at some point. Hmm. You know, I, I can't, I can't keep putting it off or, or what have you. And even, excuse me, to some extent, I, there's, there's a hidden shrine in there that I went and I found, and <laughs> I remember thinking, like, I'm sneaking in. I hope nobody sees me. Like, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> and then you know, at some point, you venture up to the towers because you have to, you have to collect the twelve photographs and yep. things like that. Um, but even still, it 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 scared the heck out of me, um, and I loved it. I loved that I was genuinely afraid of an area or an aspect of this game because I've been playing games since I was single digits. I'm not afraid of a video game, you know, like, uh, whatever. It'll be hard. Oh, no, it'll be hard. Oh, darn, what happened? I die and I start again. Uh, but there was something that grabbed a hold of me once breath of the wild did grab a hold of me that made me feel for the game and so playing these parts really made me feel you know i i don't want to die like i i want to i want to do the thing and win and fight and save the day and blah 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 and you know the the proper amount of dread was instilled in me with the castle and the music is absolutely a part of that this music is like a is of juggernaut proportions that it just goes and the the tones the um the timbre of the music the uh the choice in orchestration or i should say the choice in um instrumentation rather uh really lends itself to a sense of dread there's a section in there where it's just marching right Mm -hmm. so i imagine some people could be um you know exploring the castle and hear that marching and and i pointed out how sometimes sounds will drift in and drift out depending on where you are you are and you know i imagine that if i caught that i might think is some is something marching on me like am i about to get jumped by like a, a squadron of something or others like it it's just fantastic because the castle itself in the storyline is home to so much stuff and i don't mean like personalities but of course that's part of it you know, you think royalty, you think military, you think stronghold, you think home, you think 
all kinds of stuff. Uh, before it was ruined, it was a beautiful place with these gardens and these ponds, and now you're there in its ruined state, and it just is a shell of itself, and it's heartbreaking, and it's gorgeous, and it's dark, and it's scary, and it's... And this song does all of that. I get all of that from this song, hands down, without without a question. I think it's one of the most beautiful pieces of music in the entire game. Yeah, can't sum it up any better than that. Well done. <laughs> cool. I earned my keep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and with that, that's uh, that's where we're gonna cap things off for for today's episode. This is uh, was a, a fun trip down memory lane for me. Oh boy, I just love uh, I just love Breath of the Wild, and I can't wait for Tears of the Kingdom. And I hope this uh, yeah. this this sparked fun memories for everybody who has who has played it and entices anybody to try this game out who hasn't yet. So thanks for the listener request, Jamie Hill. But uh, that is going to be our show. Join us next time when we're going to be covering a game that is sadly not available for sale anywhere anymore. It is a DSiWare game, and it is one that is uh, means a tremendous amount to me. It's called Art Style Pictobits, and if you're unfamiliar, you're in for a treat, especially if you like retro NES game music. Uh, and I'm just going to leave it at that, because I've been looking forward to covering this game for a while now, and yeah, you're going to love the soundtrack, because I do. <laughs> <laughs> I demand it. I demand it. <laughs> all right we here at the Waveback podcast are incredibly grateful to everyone who listens and we love communicating with you when we can we have a couple of ways you can do that there's the geek Aid discord channel in which we have a Waveback chat where we frequently discuss all manner of stuff relating to video game music and whatever our next episodes are going to be of course you can still send us an email at mail at geekade.com and while you're at it check out all our other social media channels which you should totally follow like and subscribe to if you haven't already Waveback and other geek Aid podcasts are made possible thanks to the geek Aid patreon page their patrons can get early can get access to a monthly podcast topic and recording schedule get early access to most of geekade's shows including this one and more if you've enjoyed our podcasts over the years follow the link in the description and give it a look we really appreciate it finally as always be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com we are going to leave you tonight with the credits music a staff roll from legend of zelda breath of the wild it is yet another super long song uh <laughs> but you know what? it's the end of the episode listen to it or don't i think you should because it's a lovely piece of music and with that uh we're gonna leave you and we'll catch you next time thanks for listening everybody have a good night bye
Thank mm-hmm. you.